health and fitness lifestyle for fat loss, mobility, and muscular development. You're about to get real and raw info on how to change your life. Welcome to Just Start. Now your host, Neil D. And we're back, guys, with episode number 10. This is actually a big episode for me. We're like in double digits and, you know, it just seems like yesterday, well, it really was not long ago that I started the podcast and just being in like episode number 10 for me, it's like, it's a big thing. So I, I wanted to do something special for this episode and I came up with a whole bunch of ideas, scrapped most of them and, you know, it was... It just sort of like dawned on me a couple of days ago. There's so much noise out there. There's so much stuff. You know, everybody's coming from this camp or that camp. Everybody's got this opinion and everything. But, you know, you can break it down really simply into things that work and things that don't. All right. There are things that really work well. And there's other things that, eh, you know, meh, no, not so much. And so uh, this episode is going to be, well, the idea for this episode was 10 things that actually work for us guys over 40. Okay. and as I started to put this episode together and I realized that there was a lot of information that I want to give. So I've separated this, these 10 things into two episodes. So this is going to be the first of two. So we got episode 10 and the, and the following episode, episode 11, they're all going to be uh, on the same topic. So 10 things that actually, actually work for Gen X. Okay. For, for us guys over 40. Okay. So the first thing that we're going to touch on, well, I, no, before we go in, we're going to jump in with a stoic quote. There's a couple of guys that I'm ref, uh, that I'm referring to. Uh, today is going to be Epictetus, and he has this quote. He says, no man is free who is not the master of himself. And those are super solid words that stand by themselves. But as you know, mastery starts with knowledge, and that's what we're here to serve up for you today. So are you ready? All right. The first thing that we're going to talk about or number 10 on my list of things that actually work for us guys over 40 and gals too is biohacking. When I first started hearing about biohacking, I was like, what is this? Is this like another gimmick? Is this like another wordplay, you know, like of the same thing over, you know, that whatever, some, you know, mumbo jumbo. And uh, effectively, um, I'm telling you that actually biohacking is a thing. Okay. But it's not like some science fiction movie plot. It's, it's actually, it's a lot simpler than that. And we can define it as making small incremental changes to your body your diet, and your lifestyle that helps to level up your health and well-being. Think of it as human enhancement, but instead of just being like, you know, like the subject, you're the scientist and the subject. And this is going to help you from boosting brain function to shedding those extra pounds faster. Biohacking has a lot there for you, okay? And we're going to, I'm going to focus on biohacking specifically for optimizing your circadian sleep rhythm. Now, what is a circadian rhythm? It is your body's internal clock. And if you ever wonder why you feel sleepy at the same time every night or why you're a morning person or a night owl, well, that's your circadian rhythm at work. And trust me, it is a big deal when it comes to your overall being. So here's a couple of things that affect your circadian rhythm. One is light exposure. Getting natural light, getting as much natural light during the day, that big ball of fire in the sky, Uh, as you possibly can, can actually help regulate your internal clock. So step outside, soak up some rays, and let your body do its thing. And I know that if you're not getting enough sun, you know, we talk about vitamin D and everything, and it's super important, it's a great idea, but the more sun you can get, the better it is, all right? Next up, meal timing. You are what you eat, but did you know it also matters when you eat? Yeah, it does. So 
Consistent meal timing is really something that can help your circadian rhythm keep it in check, okay? So try to eat your meals around the same time every day. Your body is going to thank you. Something else which helps to optimize your circadian sleep rhythm is physical activity, okay? Here's where things get interesting, and exercise isn't just good for muscle or losing weight. It can also help you regulate your internal clock. So whether it's a morning mobility session or a workout at some other point in the day, just we got to keep moving. Okay, guys, we got to keep moving. Last, and I've spoken about this before, technology. Technology and sleep, okay? This may be last on my little short list of circadian rhythm biohacks, but it is super important. It's definitely not least. So we're going to talk about screens, you know, those little glowing rectangles that we can't seem to live without. Well, limiting screen time before hitting the sack can actually improve your sleep quality. Everybody knows this. We know this. I know this. So put down that phone and let your body wind down naturally. Okay. And what I like to do, what I, in a perfect world, I would say no screens like two hours before you go to bed. All right. No screens, none. Just get rid of them. And two hours is really, really nothing. I guarantee you're going to get to sleep easier. You're going to have a a deeper, higher quality of sleep as you do that. It will be awesome. So we talked about biohacking for sleep, for your optimal health. So you know what else needs some fine tuning? Your stress levels. Yeah. Let's dive into how you can manage stress like a pro. Okay. As we shift gears to talk about this elephant in the room, we all have it. We all hate it, but guess what? We can manage it, okay? We talk about stress. One of the things that we're going to open the conversation with is cortisol, the stress hormone. When you're stressed, your body pumps out cortisol like it's going out of style, but here's the kicker. Manage that stress, and you can actually lower those cortisol levels. It's like turning down the volume on a loudspeaker that's blaring in your ears, all right? Another thing that can help to manage stress is mindfulness. Mindfulness is one of those words you say, what's that? It's like, you know, it's like it's a catch-all phrase for everything. Okay, here it is. Okay, think of it like this. It's a legit way to dial down the stress. Now, your techniques for mindfulness, there, there's a few of them. I'm going to talk to you about breathing, okay? Just simple, deep breathing and focusing on being present in the moment can actually help you chill out. What's an example of that? You're at the supper table. You're with your wife, your kids, friends, family, whatever. Be with them. Be present. Okay. Tune everything out. Just be present in the moment. Enjoy the moment. You're in the gym. Tune everything out. Tune it out. You're in the gym. You're with yourself. Okay. Listen to some music you like. Put on a movie you like. I got this screen in my gym. And uh, sometimes I'll watch a movie or something like, you know, like a high adrenaline movie. And it's like, just like listening to crazy music. Anyway, yeah, whatever. So next time you're stressed, take a deep breath and just be present in your moment. All right. Next for stress management, we're going to talk about exercise as a coping mechanism. Now, you know, I'm a fitness guy, so I've got to bring exercise into this. Physical activity is like a stress busting superhero. A good workout can help you blow off steam and get those endorphins flowing. So when in doubt, sweat it out, guys, sweat it out. And we cannot possibly talk about stress management without talking about social, right? How about social support? So call up a buddy, go out, man, go for a walk, go work out, go to a, go to a gym you're not used to going to go just get out there. Okay. Sometimes talking it out is the best medicine. All right. 
work-life balance, stress management, work-life balance. I could do like a whole series on this. I got to write a book on it. Work-life balance. Let's talk about juggling work and personal life. It's like spinning plates, right? And you know, you got to keep everything going. You got to keep everything balanced or it all comes crashing down. Oh, that one, you know, there's a fire on that plate. Let's spin that a little bit more up because you span that one. That one's slowing down. Spin that. And it just goes around. You feel like you're on this big hamster wheel around and around and around and around and around. And managing, managing that balance can actually reduce stress, but you got to do it smart. Okay. So you have to set boundaries take some time off and remember you're not a robot. One of the most important tools that you can have in your fitness lifestyle toolbox is the ability to use a simple word, no. You got to be able to use no sometimes, all right? No. Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Um, I'd like to, but I, I cannot. I apologize because if I do that, I'm not going to be able to do this. And unfortunately for you, this is much more important than the grand scheme of things. Now, you don't want to say it like that, right? You're not going to get a lot of buy-in. You want to be nice. You want to be cool about it, right? But there's, there, you, you got to learn to say no. No is important, all right? So we've just tackled how to keep your stress levels in check. But now we're going to jump literally into something that not only can reduce your stress, but also boost your strength, all right? So get ready for number eight. Number eight, plyometric training. So do you remember what number 10 was? Number 10, biohacking. Number nine, stress management. We're at number eight, plyometrics. So let's jump in. Plyometrics can be a total game changer for us over 40, okay? Plyometric training. You might be thinking, what's that? Well, sit tight because this is where fitness gets explosive. And I really mean that. First off, we're talking about explosive power. You know that oomph you need to leap off the ground or sprint like you're stealing second base or maybe like you're playing football or whatever? Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the explosiveness that comes from plyometric training. Okay. So here's the deal. Why is it important? Because as we age, there's that dirty word again, as we age, explosive strength is usually the first thing to go, darn it. So keeping it in your routine is like turning your back on the reaper in a way, you know, you're like, no, 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 you're not coming any close to me. You know, you got to keep explosive power in because it's one thing to be strong. It's great to be strong. And there's a lot of people that are strong as the age, but if you work on explosive power, something that plyometrics training can give for you, that's really, you have like, you know, an extra ace in your, in your sleeve there. All right. Next plyometric training, explosive power. Good speed. Okay. Speed is also good. Now who doesn't want to be a little bit faster? Okay. Not all the time, but there's plenty of times where speed can be fun. While you're playing with your kids, you got to chase them down, whatever you're running to catch a flight. Speed matters. Plyometrics can absolutely help you there. Making you feel like, uh, making you feel like a superhero minus the cape. Cause you start running around with a cape. People are going to start, you know, like wondering. And especially if you're in an airport, chances are you're going to get taken down. You're going to have a lot of questions for you and miss your flight anyway. But anyway, yeah. So plyometrics, you got explosive power, you got speed and agility. It's all about how quickly you can change direction, right? So agility, you got speed, you got explosive power, you got speed, you're going in a straight line. Now agility, agility is how quickly that you can change the direction of that speed at explosive speed. Okay. So think about, I don't know, dodging pedestrians on a busy sidewalk or avoiding obstacles when you're 
out for a run, right? So plyometrics can make you more agile and can also help you to navigate life's little challenges with ease, okay? So I said that these things were gonna be, these are all things that work, okay? These are things that work, they're important. So if you're just used to like going to some place where they got a few machines and like, you know, you're going in doing your little program, three sets of 10, three sets of 12, you'll be like, what is this? You know, I'm not an athlete, I'm not going to the Olympics, it doesn't matter. Guys and girls, guys, plyometric training, if you're not doing it, you want to be doing it. You want to be doing it when somebody knows what they're doing because there is some technique behind this, but you want to add it, you want to include it into your training because it's important. It's going to keep you young, all right? And it's also great for muscle activation, which is where it gets a little sciency, but in a cool way, I promise you. Plyometrics can activate more of your muscle fibers, which means you're getting more bang for your buck. And if you're into productivity like I am, that's important. So, plyometrics productivity for the win okay so you're getting more bang for your buck in each workout it's like turbocharging your engine but for your muscles okay and last but not least why we love plyometric training and you don't got to do it every day but it should be somewhere there in your week it should be somewhere in your training maybe you'll do a mesocycle with a lot of plyometric training in it and that's you know your way of doing it or maybe you got a little bit you know just dispersed a little bit throughout the week it's fine but it's got to be in there okay it should if it's not it should be in there somehow and the last reason why plyometric training is great and this is something that we're all concerned with caloric burn okay last but not least we're going to talk about burning calories plyometrics is like a furnace for your body it burns a ton of calories in a short amount of time so if you're looking to shed some pounds or just stay lean this is your ticket okay yeah plyometrics i love them so why should you care about plyometrics because it's not just about good looking good as we've you know as we've as we've talked about it's about being functional fast agile it's about keeping your youthful vigor that makes life more enjoyable so go ahead add some jumps some sprints bounds to your routine your future self is gonna thank you all right so plyometrics number eight what's number seven? Oh, we like this one Number seven. No, actually, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm average at cardio. No big shakes, but I, I like, I, I get it done. I do it, right? Zone two cardio, okay? We're going to switch gears to zone two cardio and talk about something that's not just for marathoners and triathletes, okay? Of which there are several amongst us. And my hat's off to you guys. You are machines. Now, I'm talking about zone two cardio here, okay? Now, before you zone out, you see what I did there? <laughs> dumb joke. All right. Hear me out. And this is why it zone two is especially crucial for us over 40. Okay. First off, what is zone two cardio? It's that sweet spot of low intensity exercise where you're not gasping for air, but you're still breaking a sweat. Okay. I can get more technical, but at the end of the day, you don't want to start doing calculations and you know, your heartbeat and everything. It's a low intensity exercise. Okay. Where you're not gasping for air, but still breaking a sweat. It's like the Goldilocks of cardio, okay? Just right. And for us guys, for us Gen Xers, okay, over in the over 40 crowd, it's a way to improve our aerobic capacity without beating ourselves into the ground. This is great for fat burning, okay? Now, who amongst us does not want to burn some extra fat? Well, I'm there. I want to burn some extra fat. Me too, please, okay? Zone 2 cardio is like a fat burning machine. You're working at just the right intensity to tap into those fat stores. So if you're looking to trim down while still enjoying your workouts, zone 2 is where it's at, okay? Heart health. Now, 
on a serious note, as we age, heart health becomes more and more important and zone two cardio is like a tune-up for your ticker. It helps improve your heart's efficiency, makes it stronger and more resilient. And let's face it, a healthy heart is a happy heart. Uh, Oh, you should stop trying to do those jokes. Okay, whatever. So zone two cardio, also great for endurance. Now, I'm I'm not saying that we're all going to run a marathon, okay? But wouldn't it be nice to hike a trail or play a full game of soccer without feeling like you're going to keel over, grasping your heart, you know, like turning like, you know, like blue and red and green as like, you know, onlookers gasp in horror. Well, zone two cardio can actually help improve your endurance, your endurance, making those longer activities more enjoyable and less eventful and, you know, less of a struggle for you and everyone around you. That's to carry your big hulking body off to the sidelines and maybe work on reanimating you. So, yeah. And, of course, Zone 2 Cardio, actually good for mental health. And as you listen to me, you might say to yourself, oh, Neil, you need more Zone 2 Cardio, and you might be right. But last but not least, the noggin. Low-intensity cardio like Zone 2 can actually improve your mental well-being. It's like a natural mood booster. (laughs) Maybe not when you first get into it, but when you've finished, it definitely is. It's like, thank goodness it's over. But yeah, okay, I digress. So it's actually like a natural mood booster, right? So if you're feeling down or stressed, a little zone two action might be just what the doctor ordered. So recapping why should zone two cardio be on your radar, especially as, you know, Gen Xers, over 40 guys, because it's a sustainable, effective way to improve not just your physique, but also your overall well-being. It's like a Swiss army knife for your health. So go ahead, give zone two a try. Your body and mind will absolutely thank you. Okay. And you know, maybe if, if I get any comments or requests, I'll go a little bit more into zone two, like in another date, but I got a whole bunch more stuff on that, but let's just say, just do it. Okay. And you know what? Go back and listen to that section that describes it if you need to, but zone two is absolutely where it's at. All right. And we can't possibly end this episode without something near and dear to my heart. Number six, number six on those things that actually work, okay, is resistance training. All right. Let's get down into the nitty gritty, the bread and butter of any solid fitness routine resistance training. Okay. A little different from strength training, resistance training, although strength training is incorporated. Now, if you're a Gen Xer like me, over 40, well over four, over 50, well over, you might be thinking I'm too old for this stuff. But let me tell you, that's where you would be wrong, my friends. Resistance training is not just for the young guns. It's for all of us, especially as we age. And here's why. Okay. Muscle hypertrophy. First off, let's talk muscle growth. You see, as we age, we naturally lose muscle mass. It's sad, but a true fact. But resistance training, it's like the fountain of youth for your muscles. It helps you build and maintain that precious muscle mass so you can keep doing the things you love, right? Resistance training, also great for strength gains. Now, who does not want to be stronger, okay? I don't care what it is you're doing. You're carrying around a bag. You're fooling around with your kids. You're going, you know, you're trying to get some work done, okay? Some little physical work or something around the backyard, the house, whatever. Strength matters, 
It does. And lifting weights is like a shortcut to becoming your own superhero minus the spandex. Okay, so cape spandex, it's out this season. Okay. Bone health. Yeah, bone health. Resistance training and bone health. What does that got to do with it? Okay. What does bone health, you know, you're not, you're not working your bones. You're working your muscles at eh, wrong. Okay. Here's the thing. Your muscles are attached to tendons. Your tendons are attached to bones, working out your muscles, making your muscles stronger, makes your tendons stronger. And that by default, they're attached to your bones, makes your bones stronger. That helps maintain bone mass. And you know what? We need bone mass. You know why we need bone mass? And this is scary. The average 60-year-old, 65-year-old, you know, even 55-year-old, and perhaps even earlier these days, it's pretty sad. If you're if you're perfectly autonomous, you fall down and break your hip, chances are, or, you know, even perhaps even less, chances are you're going to be walking around with a cane. If you already have a cane, you're going to be walking around with a walker. If you're walking around with a walker, you're going to be probably in a chair. And if you're in a chair, you might be bedridden, and that is next to death. All right. So strength, bone health, all of these things keep you farther away from death. All right. There's no other way to put it. There really isn't. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I'm 35. I'm 45. Okay, great. Chronologically, you're only that age. But how old is your body? In what shape is your body? Do you not know that at this particular moment in time, there's guys that are 65, 75 years old, maybe even 85 that are biologically health marker wise, younger than you, if you have not taken care of your body, if you've not been concerned with strength gains, bone health, resistance training, all this great stuff, guess what? If you think that that's not true, you might be in for a horrible surprise. And I want to save you from that horrible surprise. So listen to what I'm telling you and do it. All right. Another reason resistance training is great metabolic rate. And here's where it gets, you know, pretty interesting. Lifting weights actually revs up your metabolism. And that means you're burning more calories even when you're just sitting around, okay? I spend a lot of time, you know, exercising, training people, running around, stuff like that. But I also spend a lot of time sitting. So having a higher metabolic rate is important to me. It's like turning the body into a caloric burning machine. And, and who doesn't want that, right? Because I mean, look, I like to eat. You like to eat? Do you like to eat? Do you like to eat what you want to eat when you want to eat it? Yeah, I bet you do. I know I do. Okay. Yeah, we got to be careful and everything, but every now and again, eh, whatever. So burning more calories at rest because you have a higher metabolic rate is pretty cool. And of course, last but not least, we're going to talk about functional movement. Okay. So resistance training, let's talk everyday life. You know, you're climbing downstairs, you're lifting bags, bending over to tie your shoe, basic stuff, getting out of bed. Well, resistance training is going to help you improve your functional movement, making all those daily tasks a breeze. Now, this could be hard to hear, but do you understand that there are people that have a difficult time getting out of their chair? Do you understand that? Do you understand there are people that have a hard time getting out of their chair? They have no weight on their back. They have a hard time doing one rep of their own body weight of just getting out of a chair. Okay. There's no excuse for that. If you're even anywhere near that, you know, situation, I feel for you. I'm not judging you, but I'm telling you, you have to take control and you got to do something about that. Okay. It's serious. All right. Resistance training for the win. So let's recap again. The first five things that actually work for Gen X. Okay. Number 10, biohacking specifically for the purpose of optimizing your circadian sleep rhythm. 
Stress management, very important, super, super important for Gen X, for us guys over 40. Stress management, you got to do it. Social support, exercise, mindfulness, work-life balance, and of course, tuning up and controlling your cortisol levels, okay? After that, plyometric training. You want to jump, you want to maintain that explosive power. After that, we talked about zone two cardio, okay? That's that sweet spot, okay? It's that sweet spot where it's low intensity, and you're not gasping for air, but you're still breaking a sweat, okay? It's like the Goldilocks of cardio. It's it's awesome, okay? So zone two cardio. After that, continuing up the ladder, number six, resistance training. Muscle hypertrophy, strength gains, metabolic rate, functional movement. We've just unpacked the first five essentials that actually work for Gen Xers, okay? For guys and girls like you and I. But don't go too far because we have another episode coming up that will complete this toolkit for you. Now, to get ready for that next episode, I have a challenge for you. I want you to pick up one thing that we discussed today, and I want you to implement it, okay? Will it be something around biohacking your sleep? Will it be something to control your stress? Will you introduce plyometric training? Will you add some zone two? Hey, everyone, before we go, I got some exciting news that I think you're going to love. So you know how we're always talking about the journey of fitness, right? The ups, the downs, everything in between. And well, I've been working on something special in the background to help you navigate that journey more effectively. And I'm thrilled to announce that the pre-launch of our very own coaching community is about to happen, okay? So picture this, a dedicated space where you can find not just direction, but also support the support you need to meet your fitness lifestyle goals. We're talking about personalized coaching, expert advice, and a community of like-minded individuals who are all on the same journey that you are. Now, you might be wondering, what makes this community different? Well, let me tell you. This isn't just about workout plans or diet charts. This is actually a holistic approach to fitness. We're going to dive deep into nutritional awareness, resistance training, and even the mental aspects of fitness. And the best part you won't be doing it alone. You'll have a community to share your highs, your lows, and every little victory along the way. So if you're tired of going it alone and you're looking for a roadmap to a better you, this is your chance. Join us and let's make fitness a lifestyle. I'll leave an update link in the show notes along with the other references so you won't miss this chance. I want you to stay tuned for more details in the upcoming weeks. And trust me, you won't want to miss out on this. And remember, guys, Small actions repeated lead to big results when you just start. You've been listening to Just Start. Early in life, Neil D. went from a skinny to a muscular physique. When trends and lifestyle choices led him down a path of fat gain and lost motivation, his determination to end the madness became a transformative system and a passion for helping Gen X live the fitness lifestyle for fat loss, mobility, and muscular development. We hope you liked the show. If you did, like, rate, and review. For more info and to reach out to Coach Neil D personally, find us on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time on Just Start.